this is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 104, Stop Beating Yourself Up. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. there, Miss Unstoppable. So excited to have you for this episode. Thank you for taking time to listen to it. On it, I'm going to teach you how to stop beating yourself up. Beating yourself up is something that's costing you a lot of happiness in your life, and you likely know this. It's also costing you the results that you want in your life. You're likely feeling stuck often by beating yourself up, but you don't know how to stop it. And you may not even be fully aware of all the things you're telling yourself day in and day out because most of our self-talk lives in our unconscious mind. So this episode is for you. If you know you are your own worst critic, if you know you speak to yourself in a way that you would never speak to somebody else, and if you're just curious of maybe there's more inside of me that I'm saying to myself because I don't fully have the results that I want in my life. I'm not fully feeling the way that I want to feel. I know there's got to be more to that than today's episode is for you. In essence, I'm going to teach you how to not only stop beating yourself up, but fall in love with yourself. Falling in love with yourself has a trickle down effect. When you love yourself deeply, every other relationship in your life changes from your most intimate relationship with maybe your marriage or your partner to parenting to your career you know, when you love yourself, it's almost like the red carpets just get rolled out for you and every pathway of life because you are so deeply in love with you that everywhere you go, people just can't help but fall in love with you too. And when they don't love you, you're like, man, that's on you. It's got nothing to do with me. And so you don't spend in that. You don't have that snowball into going in the opposite direction of your dreams. You just, let it be known that that's their stuff and you just keep rocking your own amazing self. I know for a lot of people, they think falling in love with themselves is corny and silly and, you know, snowflakey. Um, and I kind of was on that board too, or on that bandwagon too, I guess. And, you know, now that I'm on this other side of loving myself, most of the time, I'm not perfect. You're still always going to have some negative self-talk. So if you're here, like I'm going to diminish it all. Just know, I don't think that's necessarily feasible, but you can diminish it a lot to where it's less than, you know, 10% of what you're hearing every day. And when you do hear it pop up, it feels so foreign. You know how to shift it and get back to talking really positive to yourself because it doesn't really serve you. 
to talk negative to yourself at all. Her brain likes to think it does, which brings me right into the first point I want to cover of why do we talk to ourselves like this? Well, this is our inner mean girl voice. If you've listened to the show, often you know what this is, but in case you're new here, this inner mean girl voice is part of our brains. It lives in the amygdala. In the psychology world, they call it the ego. There are many names for it. Some people call it the shadow self, the false self, the conditioned self. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. But it's really this storehouse of conditioned behavior that you've had in your life. And it's highly emotional in this part of your brain. And this is the part of your brain as, as you were growing as a child was just you know, the forefront of making your decisions and taking in what you interpreted about the world. And so you're building all of these brain wires in this amygdala or this inner mean girl space. And so all these negative beliefs are coming in about you and others in the world, because again, you're not fully logical yet when you're a kid. And so a lot of times, you know, that inner mean girl really wrap around these beliefs and believe in them so strongly that she thinks of things in a lot of black and white terms. So meaning like all men are pigs would be one, right? Or when you put yourself out there, you're going to get hurt would be another one. And so again, she's wrapping her power around these and wanting to keep you safe and secure at the end of the day, but it's not serving you. Okay. So You've got to first know what that inner mean girl voice is and know that this is your negative voice. So anything negative you're telling yourself is from that inner mean girl. And really, if we were to strip away kind of, you know, the meanness of an inner mean girl, she's really just your inner child. So she's that child version of you that had some crappy things happen to her. She she may have you know, had external crappy things happen happen to her with a parent at school, or she may have had, you know, things happen where she blamed herself a lot, right? You're like, oh, I can't believe I did that. And like really beating yourself up. Like I know for me, one example of me really beating myself up, especially later down the years is in third grade, for whatever reason, me and this other girl would come in after recess and tattle on this girl and say she did things that she didn't do. And at the time, I don't know why I decided to go in on this lie and tattle about this girl all the time. And my teacher always believed it. Um, But later down the road, I look back on that. I'm like, why did I do that? And I started to really beat myself up for doing something so hateful to this girl in third grade for, again, whatever reason. And so I started to you know, the inner mean girl like was mad and beating myself up for her own behavior almost. It's, it's crazy silly, but that's how she works. And for a lot of people, their inner mean girl voice is the voice of a parent, especially if that parent was harsh. So for me, my inner mean girl voice for a long time was my mom and my mom is, was very critical and I'm sure her mom was critical and so on and so forth. Right. It was just kind of passed down. And so, um, yeah, my inner mean girl was just like constantly criticizing me and putting me down. And it just felt like my mom was living in my head for so many years. And so just be aware of that, that that's where it's coming from. And it's this part of you that you can change. And the way that you can change it is first to be aware of it. Awareness is always the first step to change. And then two, to go in and and discover her more and give her a microphone. I tell my clients all the time, she's whispering in your ear many times. 
um, because a lot of her beliefs are in the unconscious. We've had them for so long since they've come from childhood. And so we're just constantly sitting there, you know, day after day, kind of feeling the same way, doing the same things and wondering why we're not getting different results. It's because that inner mean girl has these deep seated beliefs that she doesn't really want to bring to the surface. And so we've got to give her a microphone and say, okay, inner mean girl, what do you got? So in my, my coaching process, what we do is we actually interview their inner mean girl. And I ask them questions based on neuroscience that tap into this part of their brain. It doesn't sound as woo-woo and weird as it is. It's just me asking questions, but it's crazy how it works. And two, I have them go through their top 10 worst memories and tell me, okay, what were the thoughts that you had that you took away from those experiences? And those are your thoughts of your inner mean girl. And so we're bringing that to the light. And what's crazy is that then they have that list of those beliefs. They've heard, in essence, their inner mean girl get interviewed. And then they start seeing it everywhere. They're like, oh my gosh, Lindy, I saw those beliefs again. We call them bullet holes because they're kind of painful. They're more than just beliefs. But that bullet hole here, that bullet hole there. Oh my gosh, I see how it's just repeating everywhere. And I, I hear her now and I hear the difference between the two because we separated the two voices out. And so that's very, very powerful. So if you're somebody who hasn't coached with me, then the way that you can start to do this is to just, in essence, build a character around your inner girl. You know, for a lot of my clients, I just have them ask the simple or answer the simple question. And all of a sudden they're like, yeah, she's like, um, Corella or she's like, um, this girl named Pam that I went to high school with, or, you know, they, they just have this character. They're able to pull together really quickly. Like for me, my very first inner mean girl voice was a witch. And I just knew it right off the bat when my coach asked me, she's like, what's she like? I'm like, she's like a witch. She's just, She's just mean and nasty and she puts me down all the time and all of those things. And so just just start to give her that microphone and just just say, okay, and I mean, girl, what have you got to say to me today? And a really great way for you to do this too is go in front of the mirror and look at yourself. And I encourage you to do it when you're naked and just start to hear all the thoughts of, oh, look at your stomach. Oh, look at your breasts. Oh, look at that. Look at that. And just that's going to really bring it to light. You know, many times people avoid the things that they know is going to bring out the inner mean girl voice, be it the mirror. Sometimes it's the bank account. Sometimes it's those uncomfortable conversations with people that they know they need to have because that inner mean girl voice can just get so loud. But avoiding your problems is not going to make it any better. You've got to go in and you've got to face that stuff. And what I'm giving you here on the show, and especially if you coach with me, is going to allow you to face that stuff and have the tools to overcome it. Okay, so go in there, look in the mirror, face the bank account, have the conversation, look at the things from your past that were so painful and start to hear what that inner mean girl has to tell you, because that's the stuff that we need to know about so that we can change it. Okay, so I'll give you an example. If I go and stand in front of the mirror, most times my inner mean girl is like, Lindsay, your breasts. Oh, they're just so small. And now that you've had kids and you've nursed, like they're not as perky anymore. And God, if you just had bigger breasts, then, you know, your stomach would look smaller and you'd be more proportional with the bottom half of your body. And she just, that's her, her one thing. She just loves talking about my breasts over and over and over and over and over. Okay. And so what you need to do then, as you're hearing that voice, ask yourself this question. And this question is so important. Is it serving me to think those things about myself? And sit with that for a minute. Just take a deep breath. 
Because to the inner mean girl, she thinks she's being very, very helpful. As I said earlier, she thinks she's protecting you and keeping you safe. But what is she really doing? Okay, if we go to my, my breast example, how is that helping me to sit there and judge my breasts? It's not. There's like no purpose to that whatsoever. To my inner mean girl, the purpose is I'm going to tell you about all these crappy things like about your breasts, because then if somebody rejects you, then we can go back to it was your breasts. Could you not too? this are this happened to me when my ex had his double life. You better believe one of the first things I did was when I found the other woman was like, does she have big breasts? She does. That's why you left me. And it was just like, oh, wipe it clean. Now I know it was because of the breasts. That was part of it. I'm like, Lindsay, that is so silly. Maybe it was part of it. Who knows? I don't know. But I'm not going to sit here and beat myself up for something like that over and over and over again. You know, if he goes and cheats on me or somebody leaves me because of my breasts, like that's their models. Models meaning their thoughts and their behaviors. And it really has nothing to do with me because this is just who I am, right? And instead of me sitting here and beating myself up, I'm going to love myself instead. I'm going to choose consciously that I was given these breasts for a reason. I don't know why I was given breasts that were the size they were. I don't know, but it's part of my journey. And so I'm just going to love and acceptance because I have this core belief that everything happens for a reason. It's just one of my core beliefs. You don't have to believe that. And so I'm like, okay, I was given these breasts for a reason. I don't know why, but this is why. And then I start to change the thoughts and I get to maybe not quite positive thoughts, but maybe more neutral thoughts of, I'm so glad I have breasts. I'm so glad I have two breasts that fed two children. I'm so glad that I'm a woman and I can be any kind of woman I want to be, even one with small breasts. Part of this is society's program and thinking we all have to have hourglass figures. We don't. It's just part of society's programming, Lindsay. Let that go. You can choose to love yourself however you want. And then on some days when I'm feeling real sassy and real positive, I might be like, oh man, I love my breasts. I love the size that they are. I think they look great. They're awesome. And I go into all of that stuff. And so you're going to have days where you're going to beat yourself up more than others, especially if you're not taking enough self-care and filling that love tank, in essence, of your energy tank, however you want to view it, because you're going to be depleted. And then that's going to give that inner mean girl power to come in. Because let's face it, it takes energy to diminish that inner mean girl. Even after you've done mindset work, like I've done for so many years, and I know ins and outs of the inner mean girl voice, and I can do all the things to diminish her. When I am worn out from not doing self-care, she comes in strong. And so I have to just know that part of my journey in this life is doing self-care. And that's a non-negotiable for me, right? And when she starts getting in stronger, I know, whoop, I need to up that self-care. I need to go higher now. I need to make this, this stronger, right? And so, again, you've got to consciously start to do this work, bring her forth, and you would be like, Lindsay, but it's just so painful. It's so painful to hear that voice. Yeah, it is. It is really painful. I remember how painful it used to be for me. But just know there are options out there for you to start to diminish this voice. Okay. And what I'm giving you today is the very first step. Again, I'm going to go back to you. Can't just keep avoiding these problems thinking they're going to go away. They're not. You've got to go in and face this stuff. If you're like, well, but Lindsay, I know I, I could coach with you, but it's just the money. 
is the relationship you have with yourself worth the money? As I said, when you work on yourself, everything else changes around you. Yeah, it's going to be a scary investment to invest in something like coaching to start off with. This is why I guarantee results for my clients because I know how scary it is. I was there. I invested the last few thousand I had in coaching. I know what it feels like to be like, oh my gosh, am I going to make an ROI on this? And so that's why I guarantee results because in time, in just a few weeks, if not a few months, you're like, oh man, I'm so glad I did this. And you start making your money back. Okay. So just know there are resources for you out there. One of the best things I ever did for myself was investing in coaching. And the reason why is because I changed my self-talk. I stopped beating myself up. And that not only did it open up all these doors for me to go out there and, you know, attract the guy that was worth attracting, one who didn't, in essence, treat me like crap, even if on the surface he was nice to me. Behind the scenes, I had a lot of guys who weren't. You've heard, if you've heard my story, you've heard I, I did a lot of cheaters, a lot of people who lied. And part of that was because I didn't think I was that great. I beat myself up all the time. Same with my career. I was underpaid for a long time. I didn't think I was that great. Even if on the surface, maybe I tried to act like I was that great and I had my moments of acting like I was great, I would go up and down often. It was a roller coaster ride. Some days I'd really love myself. Some days I wouldn't. And now I'm at a place where some days I really love myself and some days I'm neutral. (laughs) But most of the time I really love myself. Like every year that I do this work more and more, I go up on that, that like levels of how much I love myself. But the lowest I go is, is pretty neutral. I don't go back into those, you know, deep, dark hate days where I hated myself. And you can tell by the, ch- the changes I've made in my life because of that. Money comes more abundantly to me. My life is so much easier. I feel so much better. It all went back to myself. You know, you think about this. Sometimes we meet people and we think they're really awesome but then you can tell they don't think they're that great. And it's unfortunate because you're like, oh man, I really would love to give you some abundance. Like I can think of specifically somebody I really wanted to be friends with. And I just just think she's so great. And I could tell in her mindset that she didn't think she was as great as I viewed her to be my friend. She didn't think she was worthy of that. And I wasn't gonna sit around and convince her. I mean, I tried. But because she didn't, she didn't love herself enough. She beat herself up too much for that. And so then, you know, we both lost out on that. Not only her, but I lost out too. I really wanted to be friends with her, right? And so this is something that is, again, so beyond you. If you're wanting to have deep relationships, you're wanting to have a very deeply fulfilling life. If you're wanting to make a certain amount of money and parent a certain amount of way, you've got to love yourself on that process. And it goes back to that simple process again. Bring forth that inner mean girl. Something else I give my clients is I tell them to journal. And, you know, as they develop the character of their inner mean girl and stuff, they journal from that inner mean girl. And so she refers to who you are in the third person. She'll she'll be like, Lindsay's da-da-da, Lindsay da-da-da, la-la-la. Just let her go out on paper. Tell all the feelings. I feel so mad because I feel so, you know, pissed or sad or whatever, anxious. Because a lot of times, too, if we're looking at the lens of the inner mean girl is like an inner child. That inner child just wants to be heard. You know, if I think about my two-year-old son, he has big meltdowns still, obviously. 
And I'm not like diminishing him when he's doing that. I'm going in and like, tell me what's going on. How do you feel? I feel sad. Why do you feel sad? My car or I want this or that. And then I honor the feeling. I go into that feeling with him and then he processes it through. But most of us as kids, we didn't get all that. And I'm not a perfect parent either. My daughter will tell you she's 10. My son's too. I haven't messed up as much with him. My daughter though, you know, I've made mistakes. There are times that I'm like, oh, Izzy, go to your room. So it's like, I'm not in the headspace to hold space for her and her feelings. And, you know, later then hopefully I can manage that and have her process and things. But again, that takes a very evolved parent to be able to do that kind of stuff. I didn't have any of that growing up. And most of us didn't because most of our parents weren't given mental health tools. We're just at this place in our consciousness as human beings to start to look at mental health more. And so you've got to go in and hold that space for yourself and be like, okay, you know, for me, little Lindsay, what's going on here? What are you going to say to yourself or got to say to me? What do, what do you need to be heard? And even with some of my clients, I'll have them go in and even just like visually hug the little version of themselves and give them love. I know it sounds silly to some of you, but it, it's so helpful, believe it or not. And to just love on that being. Again, loving yourself is a way you're going to stop beating yourself up. You've got to quit viewing yourself in these different personas. And I know right now I'm telling you, okay, there's inner mean girl. And then there's the real you, which we call the authentic self in my coaching. And so we do have to separate them just to be like, okay, like if two kids were in a fight, separate, what's going on here? What did you do? What did you do? Right. But in time we bring them back together and it's all you. And so when you're beating yourself up, it's like, whoa, wait a second. Why would I do that to myself? that's not cool. That's not going to help me get to my direction of my dreams. Some people think, you know, let's take weight loss, for example. I want to lose weight. Well, I'm going to beat myself up the way all the way to weight loss because I'm so fat and I'm so ugly and I'm so gross and blah, blah, blah. And then you know what happens? The weight loss feels really heavy and hard. And when you maybe get to your goal weight, if you get there, because again, it's going to be really hard beating yourself up that much. You know what you're going to do when you're at your ideal weight? You're going to beat yourself up. The thoughts are still going to be there. So this is the way to change everything, my friend, is to change your self-talk. It's so important. I'm catching it so often with my clients, even my more advanced clients that I have in my Living the Dream ongoing coaching program. You know, something will happen. And so I'll say, okay, let's run your models. And if you listen closely to the show, you know what tool I'm talking about. It's a self-coaching model. So circumstance happens and I'm like, what are your thoughts about the circumstance? We pull those. I'm like, okay, great. We bring awareness to that. But then you know what happens? They have thoughts about their thoughts. And then so what happens is we can't even deal with the thoughts about the, the original circumstance. We have to deal with the thoughts of them judging themselves for having that thought. You know, I just met with an old, old client of mine. She is going through something very hard personally. Won't get into details of what that is, but it's something hard. And something that she is needing to mourn and she's needing to feel sad about because that's just what you do when these kinds of things happen. And as I was helping her kind of just process her feelings, you know, she was beating herself up in essence for some of the thoughts she was having about other people who weren't quite understanding how she was feeling. And I was like, listen, you're allowed to feel whatever you need to feel. And you're allowed to have whatever thoughts you want to have if you feel like those are serving you. But you going in and beating yourself up for feeling this way or thinking this way is not serving you at all. 
It's just adding a whole nother layer to the work that you need to do. And she's like, oh, you're right. Again, sometimes we just need somebody to see that in ourselves and to give us permission to just let that stuff go. Because it's just, again, adding another layer of things that we don't need to be dealing with. Okay, so let's just walk through. I'm gonna look at my notes too. I'm gonna walk you through my notes one more time. How do you stop beating yourself up? First off, bring awareness to that inner mean girl. Remember, this is her job. She thinks she's helping, but you've got to start to listen to what she's saying. And the way you start to listen is step two. You do things like stand in front of the mirror. You face the things that you've been avoiding and you just listen to what comes up for you, okay? You're not judging it. You're just listening. Then step three, you're asking yourself, how does this serve you to think all those negative thoughts? Really take it in. Don't rush through these steps. You're going to want to be like, move on to the next step. Really listen, as I said, and then really ask yourself, how does it serve you? And really take that in. Okay. Because if you rush through these steps, it's not going to work. You got to sit there and be like, how does this serve me? And think of ways in which it does not serve you to think that way. And think through both steps. If we go back to my breast example, how does it serve me? Okay, well, somebody leaves me, then I can blame it on my breasts. Like, okay, that's my only reason. How does it not serve me? Well, it makes you feel like shit. Makes me not want to connect more to my husband. And I go on and go on and go through all those reasons. And then I can, when that next thought comes up again, because it will come up again. Oh, Lindsay, your breasts. I have some some ways to talk back to it and be like, listen, that's not serving me, inner mean girl. Mm-mm. Nope. I love my breasts. My breasts are great. My breasts fed my babies. You know, whatever I need to say myself, right? And then choose those conscious loving thoughts, like what I just said. Whatever you're going to say back to that. Another exercise I have my clients do when they're really working on loving themselves is write a love letter to themselves every single day for 21 straight days. I know it's going to sound silly to some of you, but it works. Dear Lindsay, I love you so much. And just writing those things every single day. You can even hug yourself. This is one I took from Brooke Castillo. She wakes up every day and she hugs herself and she says, I love you so much, Brooke. I started doing it. It's awesome. Every day I wake up. Oh, I love you so much, Lindsay. I look in the mirror. I love you so much. I love you so much. Because you know what? Stuff's going to come at you all day long. People aren't going to always understand you, especially if you're playing a big game of life. Like I'm starting to, I'm putting myself out there more and more and more. And I get you know, some quote unquote hate is what you could call it, I guess. And then I love myself so much. I'm like, oh, it doesn't impact me as much anymore. And I'm, I start to get very conscious of how I speak to myself. And again, journaling can help you do this to put your thoughts down on paper and start to see and bring all that stuff to that conscious mind. Right? So this is what you do. And when you do it, the whole world is going to open up for you. Because you love yourself so deeply. One of the people that I admired the most as a kid was Lucille Ball. And she said a quote, something like this, of like, loving yourself is the most important skill you can have. I'm butchering it a little bit. But I remember hearing that very briefly from her when I was younger. And it made an impression on me. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what that means. I don't really know. But now that I'm on the other side of it, I know exactly what it means. It's vital. If you want to play this big game of life and to love your life in the process, it all goes back to loving yourself. All right. Okay. You've got your nuggets of wisdom for this week. Go out there, implement them. Reach out as always. If you need me in my free online community, lindsayepreston.com forward slash community is where you can find me. Always a link in the show notes or email me. 
You know where to find me there too. All right, my friend, I will see you next week. Bye. Hey there, Miss Unstoppable. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. If you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. Send them a picture of this episode via text, via email, share it on social media. I'm sure they would be so appreciative to know these strategies and tips on how to accomplish your dreams. If you are ready to guarantee you're going to accomplish your goals and dreams, then it's time to start coaching with me. In my nine-month simple success coaching system, I am going to walk you every single step of the way to ensure that you get the goals and dreams that you want. The first step is to apply for a free 60-minute consult call. Just go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash apply to get started. As always, my friend, remember... You're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.